To your rights at work, Chris Garlock here with Ed Smith. Hey, if you've got questions about your workplace rights, the ones you have, the ones you don't have, the ones you wish you had, give us a call, 202-588-0893. That's 202-588-0893. The lines are open now. We would love to hear from you. Ed Smith, how you doing, brother? Howdy, 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 Chris. Good to see you. Uh, by the way, I forgot last week to wish you a happy belated birthday. Oh, thank uh, you, thank you. I think, I think your birthday was actually two weeks ago today on the air when I was unable to attend and I was going to try to embarrass you <laughs> by by singing You Say It's Your Birthday. It's my birthday too, yeah, by the Beatles. But anyway. Enough said with that. If you want to call in and wish Chris a happy birthday, 202-588-0893. We always love to hear from our listeners. Uh, you are the reason we're on the show. Um, you know, Your Rights at Work is a proud, member, a proud founding member of the radio, Labor Radio Podcast Network. Uh, there's, I think it's like over 150 labor radio and podcast shows just like this now. Uh, on, And you can check them out on laborradionetwork.org. That's laborradionetwork.org. Great podcast. Chris has been a big mover and shaker in getting that uh, forum out to uh, the world. So it's good to see you, Chris. Good to be on the show and looking forward to talking about great labor issues today. Absolutely, Ed Smith. And 202-588-0893. We're going to really have some open phones today, folks. So seriously, uh, if you've got questions about your rights on the job, uh, we would definitely love to hear from you. We'll put uh, Ed through his paces, uh, see if we can uh, get some get some legal beagle, uh, you know, lawyer uh, stuff from from Ed Smith here on your rights at work. All right, uh, here we go. Um, this is from the New York Times. Uh, this is from our home state, Ed. Uh, this is going to, yeah, I hope you're sitting down. Uh, no big surprise here. Starbucks violated labor law in Buffalo Union Drive judge rules. Stop the presses. I am so shocked, right? <laughs> yeah, and there was just a recent case out of in February. It's, I think Starbucks case. I'm not sure it's the same one you're talking about. But yeah, there, this is. Uh, I think you're going to see a number of rulings come down. Uh, soon. And the great thing is these cases are moving forward with pretty good speed, unlike in past years where sometimes it would take like a whole year to get these decisions. These guys are moving. They're moving two to four months. Well, let me tell you a little bit about this. Uh, yeah. It's a sweeping decision. This is an administrative judge in New York uh, State ruled on uh, Wednesday. So this would have been, I think this was either yesterday or last week. The Starbucks had okay. violated federal labor law dozens dozens of times in responding to a union campaign in the Buffalo area. And remember, folks, did the Buffalo organizing, that was the that was the tip. That was the first one uh, right in our home state. In fact, just a stone's throw from my home city of Rochester, uh, upstate New York. Um, shortly after the campaign began, roughly 18 months ago, 
Michael A. Rosas, a judge for the National Labor Relations Board, and that's to your point, Ed, of the NLRB, which it normally moves like molasses in January, is moving you know, fairly quickly. But they concluded that Starbucks had, um, and again, stop the presses, breaking news, illegally monitored, disciplined, and fired employees engaged in union organizing, added workers to stores to dilute support for the union, and promised new benefits to workers in an attempt to diffuse support for the union. Now, Ed Smith, before we move on from the story, every one of those things that Starbucks did, and we've talked about this over the last 18 months, those are all illegal. That's right. Yeah, and and of course, because the way the law is written, the employer can do illegal things and intimidate people, and then it takes time to litigate it. And then once it's litigated, they have to post notices of their violations. And if, if the violations also involve any kind of back pay to bring back workers or if they were suspended, they have to pay that with interest. But generally, there's not any punitive damages against an employer. So it, it kind of makes sense for an employer to say, yeah, the hell with it. We'll violate. We'll try to intimidate. And maybe that'll affect the election results. And if we if we get in trouble, we get in trouble. So what? Right. And so that I mean, this is this is one of the important things about, um, you know, that that the, the judge ruled this in a, you know, fairly, I mean, still not as fast as we would like, but still a fairly uh, timely way. I should mention also, um, I believe it was yesterday, the PRO Act, um, which has been renamed, I believe, the Richard L. Trumpka uh, PRO Act. Uh, in honor of the late AFL-CIO president, uh, was just reintroduced, uh, I believe, yesterday. Um, and, you know, I think, frankly, given the makeup of the current House, is a snowball's hell in chance of that passing the House. Um, yeah. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we won't push hard and shouldn't push hard and shouldn't raise these issues. Um, you know, and, 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 and who knows? You know, I mean, we've, we've been surprised before, right, as Smith? I mean, things, things sometimes... Well, you know, uh, justice sometimes is delayed, uh, and they say justice delayed is justice denied, but you've got to keep on top of these uh, things. Think of, think about how long civil rights legislation took. It took over 20, 30 years. Um, Medicare for all, when our national union started pressing this issue, I think we had like maybe 10 co-sponsors. Now they've got in the 100 uh, co-sponsors, around 100 and something. So the PRO Act is a very important uh, law. We've talked about it in the uh, in the past, but one of the things that I was mentioning is that it would provide fines uh, for employers who violate the law, and would also uh, uh, allow for voluntary uh, recognition and a checklist, so that you don't have to go through the whole process of an election if you've got a majority of people saying they want to be part of a union. Those are huge things, uh, and yeah, the support is not going to be there. The Republicans will, as they complete 100% block the legislation. Uh, but that doesn't mean you got to you got to keep pushing and pushing. Anybody who's done any legislative work, uh, even at the grassroots level, knows that you got to you got to keep pushing it until it becomes the right thing to do where everybody's behind it. I, I mean, look at look at uh, gay rights, the right to marriage, things like that, that took time. And but people did not lay down and stop fighting just because Chris Garlock wasn't going to support it. Well, well, we'll keep pressing Chris to support it. And then if he's going to be against Don't use, us. No, no, no. Chris supports it. Don't use me. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris. Howard Garbucci. Schultz. Howard Schultz. 
There you go. Howard Schultz or or uh, Mitch McConnell. I there mean, you sooner, go. Or later, sooner or later, you got to convince people or you got to vote them out. And uh, and Democrats alike. So. 202-588-0893, folks, if you want to join the conversation here on Your Rights at Work with Chris and Ed, emphasis on the Your Rights at Work. Love to hear from you. Join the conversation. Uh, here is some good news. Uh, Caterpillar and the auto workers have reached a tentative contract agreement averting a strike. Frankly, I I, I would have rated that at about 50-50, uh, just basically given the general pro-strike uh, tendencies mm-hmm. uh, that we've seen uh, by workers over the last couple of years, and also, frankly, given Caterpillar's track record, which is usually pretty bad. But uh, they've got a tentative new six-year agreement. Um, it would have been, been uh, expiring, actually, yesterday, and uh, they have to have a ratification vote. Um, we don't have details on the tentative contract, um, but there were some highlights that went out to rank and file members. They got a $6,000 ratification bonus, a 7% uh, wage increase, 4% uh, increases in 25, 27, and 28, which are, you know, those are, those are healthy. Uh, and they would get a, a 4% lump sum in 24 and 26. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. And, and, you know, let's be careful, Ed. I mean, Frankly, we have seen over the last year or two where deals go back to the members and they don't accept them. So, you know, let's be clear, this is not necessarily a done deal, but I'd say a step in the right direction. Yeah, interesting. Uh, six-year agreement is is um, an outlier usually. Usually it you is. have three. Yeah, usually, excuse me, you'll have three or four-year agreements. And sometimes the longer the agreement it deals with uh, a contract that might have expired a few years ago and deals with the retroactive pay. So, um if the union signing a six-year agreement, it must be very comfortable with the working uh, conditions terms of it. Uh, and then, of course, it brings labor stability. Um, you know, we we in the movement talk about being militant, but in the end, you still have to work with these employers. And if you can get good agreements that everybody is uh, fairly happy with and you can continue to do the production on the job, that's really the goal. Absolutely. Again, folks, you're listening to your Right to Work, Chris and Ed. We're just doing our rundown of uh, labor news headlines. Uh, Another big story for labor this week uh, is a nomination by President Biden of um, a new candidate for labor secretary. uh, And that is, I'm totally blanking on her first name, uh, Sue. Who's who's the, who's the. uh... Oh, you're, 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 you're. You're messing me up. I I was just looking at this the other night. Uh, or last Julie, night. Julie, sorry, my Julie bad. Sue. <laughs> Julie yeah. Sue, that's terrible. Um, anyway, she's wonderful. In fact, uh, Ed, I will tell you, I ran into AFL-CEO President uh, Liz Schuler the other night. We were both working late, and that was this was I think Tuesday night. Uh, and I, I'm happy to report the, the president of the AFLC working late, you know, for, for, for working folks. Uh, but that's what she, we were. That was the news on Tuesday and very excited about Julie Sue. Uh, long time, uh, you know, just the accolades, the kudos, very, very good choice. Um, everybody from the AFL-CAO to the Coalition of Labor Union Women, uh, Asian Pacific Alliance, uh, all kinds of unions uh, just hailed this as a really, uh, you know, great, great step. Um, she's the former um, California Labor Commissioner, and she right. has been uh, Deputy Labor Secretary 
um, under Marty Walsh, um, who is, who's moving on. So very, very big news. Uh, she still has to be confirmed by the, uh, right. by the Senate. Right. But I also know that, uh, she's been, uh, kind of supportive or moving forward with initiatives to try to make sure that employers don't misclassify people as non-employees uh, and give them the right to unionize. So she's been really pushing initiatives for that. So it'd be very interesting. I think we'll see a real uh, pro-labor uh, secretary of the Department of Labor in her. So uh, I think we've been doing well so far under Biden in terms of the secretary of labor. Here's what uh, Mary Kay Henry, who heads up the Service Employees uh, Union, she pointed out that anti-union critics attacked her, meaning Julie Sue, because they see how effective she's been at taking on union-busting corporations. Uh, she championed policies that made workplaces safer, won hundreds of millions for workers in unpaid wages, and advanced justice for immigrants. Uh, a landmark case she won on behalf of garment workers spurred nationwide reforms to end sweatshops and protect the victims of human trafficking. So uh, I'd, I'd say that that sounds pretty good, right? Yeah, that's good news. Uh, just a quick one here. I'm sure everybody saw the news about uh, happening, you know, the mayoral election in Chicago. The labor angle there that people should be aware of is that it, it's gone to a run. I mean, the big the sort of the top line. Um, was that the incumbent uh, mayor uh, had had not made the cut. But what folks should know is that uh, Brandon Johnson, who uh, is in a runoff uh, against a guy named Paul Vallis. Um, well, uh, Brandon Johnson is a former Chicago Teachers Union organizer. And so basically, this is going to be a real throwdown between working class power uh, and austerity uh, from this architect, Paul Vallis. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, actually was endorsed by the police union. Crime has been a, a big issue in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this will be a really nice built little bellwether. I know Chicago is a pretty uh, democratic town, but I think it'll be a good bellwether for other other mayoral races and perhaps gubernatorial races. But this is a this could be a nice little plum for labor uh, having a um, organizer as mayor. How about that? Wouldn't that be something? I mean, Barack Obama was a community activist, but let's be clear, he was not a labor, you know, coming out of the labor movement uh, for all the, the great qualities that Barack Obama had um, uh, when he was in Illinois. Uh, he, he was not a labor uh, leader and he was not a member of uh, a union. So this is a, this is definitely different. You, uh, it's one thing to be a community organizer, love that, but having someone from the ranks of labor uh, get into this type of position is, is pretty big. So here's my last uh, my last one. We may get a couple in uh, later on, but uh, here's my last one. High profile art couple offers worst job ever. And I, I just got to give you some details on this. I'm sure you didn't see this story. This is from the New York no. Times, a couple of, uh, actually it was last, last week or maybe over the weekend. Uh, Emily Colucci, she's a freelance art writer, and she uh, she's often uh, checking the online job listings that are hosted by a place called the New York Foundation for the Arts, and she found uh, a job uh, called a doozy, which combined. Uh, let me let me. She posted it, uh, called it the worst art job listing ever created. Let me just let me just run some of this down. You may want to reach for your uh, your resume, Ed Smith. 
So the lucky candidate would be expected to work, quote, in a dynamic, unstructured environment and possess flexibility to change course at a moment's notice. So, I mean, that's not so bad. I mean, that, that sounds okay. all right. But wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. That's, that's a, you know, before you get out your uh, resume. The, the devil in the details. Here it comes. And here the details are. These are, these are some of the things that are spelled out. Uh, you'll serve as the central point of communication to household staff. That includes chef, nannies, landscapers, dog walkers, housekeeper, contractors, and business manager. You'll also be left alone with the couple's four-year-old. You'll be picking up clothes from high-end stores, and you'll be coordinating all cleaning, repairs, and guest days, as well as taking care of the apartment rooftop garden. Have I have I got you? Uh, are you are you ready to sign up for this gig? Uh, I'm not sure I'm qualified. <laughs> unfortunately. Wait, wait, wait! Did I mention There's reservation, more. reservation, reservations, RSVP to events, create detailed travel itineraries? and manage travel bookings for members of the artist's studio. <laughs> I mean, okay. so, so let me ask you, let me ask you, Ed, this is a job, it's in New York City. What do you think? First of all, it's obviously an impossible job, right? I mean, just, it's just, you know, that, that, right. that's like. Director of, director of communications, uh, you know, uh, director of housekeeping. Butler. Uh, 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 office, office manager. It sounds like uh, office uh, events coordinator, but right. Yeah, okay. It's like five. It's like five or six jobs, right? So it's got to be paid, you know, at least a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, right? Uh, but I'm sure you're going to say either 60, no 60, pay. 65, 65 to ninety five. Tops out at ninety five. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think and I and so. and and I didn't mention the best part. You manage dog systems, and that includes, in case you're not sure, potty breaks, food, daycare, dog walkers, vet appointment, and helping the studio assistant with the in-house cats. Dog systems. Dog systems. Uh, I, you know, why would you call something dog systems? It's very <laughs> Orwell. It's, 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 like, it's like when they, on the, on the Weather Channel, they go, we're having a rain event. That drives me nuts. Dog systems, you know. Anyway, that I, I, enough said. I'm not going to comment anymore on this, Chris. This is, you know, or I, I, I'm I, sure there will be, there will probably be a bunch of people that will, you know. You know, I was I was talking I was talking to Elise about it because I'm having to do today's show out of Elise's house because she has internet and my house doesn't. And uh, I was telling her about that, and she's like, "Oh yeah, but I'm sure people will be applying for that." Let me tell you um, one more quote for you from this story. Soren Stockman, he's a poet and a performer, uh, and he works as an executive assistant. And he, he said, well, it's unlikely that any of the applicants will collect a full year's salary anyway. Quote, that's a job where if you're hired, it's a countdown to being fired. This person <laughs> wants to never be affected by anything irritating. There is no way to fill that need for someone. <laughs> that sounds... Uh, <laughs> uh, um hey listen i got something real quick i was at sure. a meeting yesterday with jobs with justice which by the way dcna is now a member uh, of jobs with justice we were we applied and we and were accepted um but uh i think you might remember uh, a few months ago we had someone from the ag's office attorney general's office talking about uh i believe it was drizzly and instacart where the companies were misleading consumers into yes, thinking yes. they were filling out tips. Well, they're still moving forward on those cases. 
if someone was a Lyft driver, uh, I'm sorry, an Instagram, Instacart Cart, delivery yeah. person or a Drizzly uh, delivery person, you have a right to claim um, uh, tips. And uh, uh, so contact the Office of Attorney General's office. Uh, the deadline for the Instacart uh, individuals, I think, is uh, coming towards the end of this month. It and is. The, and, and the Drizzlies are not until July, but there's money out there for people that did not get tips when management was, when the employer was kind of misleading consumers into thinking they were giving tips and, and yeah, the company you know, was that's, taking that money. No, we should probably have them back on. Maybe we can get somebody from Jay with Jay to come on and talk about that next week. That's, yeah, a, good, that's and, a good idea. Um, yeah, I got I got an email from Randy Chen, who's one of the top attorneys over there, uh, and he's interested in talking to me about it. Maybe we can get him on uh, next week or the week after uh, as the deadline approaches. They're still trying to locate all these uh, delivery people. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Ed, why don't you tell folks about how they uh, can contribute to support this show and this station? I will think about that. Let's do that. <laughs> By the way, I didn't know we were continuing the pledge drive. Uh, I was just thanking people earlier, but uh, now that we're talking about it, let's uh, let's have you call up the station and pledge a few dollars for this show. We we work hard at it. And here's uh, here's the contact information. You can reach us at two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine. If you're out of the area code. You're still using that uh, type of uh, phone system, 1-800-222-9739. And, of course, the two easiest ways is to go on WPFWFM.org or Cash App, and that would be WPFW dollar sign. And on that note, Chris, let's see if we can get your story to convince a few people to pledge. What made you come to PFW? What's the first time that you had heard about the station, and then when did you get involved? Uh, first, I just want to shout out to Corey, uh, who just pledged. Thank you, Corey in Silver Spring, um, who also, uh, Corey, I owe you a phone call. It's been a crazy week. I will try and call you after the show. So sorry about that. But thank you for pledging. Really appreciate it. Um, Corey's a, a long time, actually, in, in, in the same uh, same business as yourself, Ed. Um, but my, no, I, I did work with the... Um, uh, Actually, there's not a Pacifica station in Rochester, my hometown, but uh, there was a um, public radio station that I was doing commentaries for. And then from there, I went to work for uh, Jim Hightower in Texas. So when I came to D.C., I was looking to keep uh, to keep active doing radio because I, you know, I just love it. It's so intimate and it's a way to to communicate with with lots of folks. Um, and I don't remember who pointed me to PFW. Um, but you know, I met with the with folks. I met with Katia, um, and and just you know, right away they got the idea of doing a labor show. And you know, I got to go back and check because somebody was asking me today at how long we've been doing this show, and it I mean, it seems like we've been doing it forever. And I, I actually don't remember uh, how long it is. I, I think it's somewhere between I, seven and ten years, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't swear to that. Ooh. Well, for me, my involvement, I don't think it's been that long. I think it was September of maybe. 2017 maybe it is seven years Jesus, time goes by <laughs> anyway the station's been around forever 202-588-9739-1-800-222-9739 pledge online at wpfwfm.org do like georgia do like Corey did do like lots of other folks have done uh whatever you can give uh, be as generous as works for you it all goes to support wpfw the house that love 
Bill. Everybody have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. This is a public service announcement.